Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Tremble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, Stephen Taylor. How are you two doing? Doing all right. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't mean to be stereotypical Vancouverite, but I love the sun. The The weather is nice <laughs> out today. I thought you were going to go in a different direction with that. I thought you were going to be like, not to be a stereotypical Vancouverite, but weed is amazing. <laughs> well. I mean, I'm stoned right now. If we're getting on that subject, my pen just ran out of batteries and flashing red at me. So <gasps> that, I mean, that's sad. Oh, yeah. that is pretty sad. Well, that's pretty sad. Pour one out well, for the pen. I know. At least my wife's one sitting up here too. So I'm gonna use that. <laughs> <laughs> the sadness was only so long. Well, it's funny because like my girlfriend's not from Vancouver, so she, to her, like the idea that people smoke weed here is like. She just thinks of it like in her mind as like an instinct is like you're doing something illegal and I have to tell her like no no one gives a shit like you can go no you can probably go smoke weed at a park nobody would care anymore like, yeah do you know how much better it is for some people to smoke weed openly yeah. and and not feel edgy about it and not be edgy after it I don't you even know? think it was like that illegal to begin with like i know even before it was legal like you could probably smoke it on the street no one would really stop you and ticket you or anything but i mean i think it was like sort of one of those things that was sort of on the cusp of being legalized anyways so mm-hmm. i mean yeah they they had storefronts you know and and they said that you needed to have a medical condition but to prove it all you really needed to do was like facetime with a doctor somewhere and then <laughs> you would be like yep sure sounds good <laughs> And yeah. then that was pretty much well, it, you know. <laughs> I think of those days. I think of like Twenty One Drum Street where they like stop him, like Rudy goes, like I got melanoma or whatever, and they'll like give some bullshit <laughs> excuses. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. Well, in that sense, like it, it like because I, I, you know, through my employment, I get you know medical insurance and stuff like that, and so prescriptions uh, don't cost anything. Like I haven't paid for a prescription in like oh, you know, two years. Yes. Um, the same should work for like I need a Bubba Kush because I have anxiety or whatever. Like, like the, the same should apply to that. I should be able to go to your the dispensary and present that card, and my insurance pays for it. Like that is the next step that's needed. Hundred percent. You know what? If I want to eat a watermelon flavored edible, you should mm-hmm. never be able to stop me because yeah. that's my life. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway. Um. <laughs> Maybe you could eat an edible and watch this week's movie, Afflicted. I don't know if that would make things worse or better, but... Oh, that might choice. not be... I don't know if that would, would get, be necessarily good. I would get watching so nervous. Ed- yeah, like, I mean, doing edibles and then watching anything, like, body horror and stuff like that, like... No, that's when you start, yeah. like, touching yourself, like, oh, God, is it happening to me? Yeah, yeah that's the paranoia to, comes in. I tried to watch Tusk while stoned once. And that was oh, so, no. oh, no. Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't finish it. I know. it was. I just kept thinking about, like, oh, my God, what if turned me into a woe? It was so bad. <laughs> that's funny. But also, it was so like, bad. frightening. 
I also forgot, because this was not my first time watching it for this movie, but I forgot just how much body horror is actually in this. Yeah, for sure. There's also, like, just a lot of scenes where, like, it just jumps right into it. Like, after he, you know, gets bitten by Audrey there, it pretty much just ramps up to 11 right away. Like, he's throwing yeah. up, he's got the burns and all that. But, um, yeah, we're talking about Afflicted, uh, movie made, made by two local boys, Vancouver, uh, movie. Um, but the official summary of Afflicted is two friends tour of Europe takes a dark turn when one of them contact or contracts a mysterious illness. They race to find out what it is and how to cure it before the sickness consumes him completely. Uh, it's not a sickness. It's vampirism. Vampirism. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. this is a dreaded um, found footage type of movie. Yeah, yeah. Which, <laughs> I have fun which we know you don't rank high on your list, Kurt. You know what? This one wasn't as bad as some other found footage movies. I didn't mind this. I was actually able to comprehend the action, which I think is a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Like some of these found footage movies, I have no idea what's going on, and it just gets frustrating because it's so hard to follow the action. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, I was able to follow everything quite well. I felt like it was well shot, well done. Like there wasn't any issues in that regard. So, well, and I feel like the characters mostly acted like regular people would. Like obviously, it gets a little fantastical because vampires and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But for the most part, the characters are like once shit starts going wrong. Like his friend is like, "Okay, dude, we gotta go. Like we can't do this anymore." I felt like. Uh, Derek himself, though, had a realistic reason for not wanting to go to a hospital because, you know, I think there is a line in the movie where he's like, I just don't want to spend any more time in hospitals. Nope, yeah, and so he's terminal. He, he, yeah. He's like already dying. Yeah. And this is like a trip to like, this is like the last hurrah trip. And I think that's what's such an interesting underlying thing in this one, especially once you head to the ending and, and, and the end game of this movie, you're just like, whoa like it's heavy yeah. that that mm-hmm. that notion is fucking heavy mm-hmm. but it's also yeah. interesting that like his illness plays into the plot quite a bit especially mm-hmm. near the end too where you're like oh that's why he got bitten because you're pretty much like dead anyways and she thought that yeah. she was being nice uh, yeah that, that was a cool cool little twist on that like super twi- twilight zone-ish eh? or like outer yeah, limits totally which I kind of dug. That was a nice little twist on like why him, right? Like, yeah, it could have just been, oh, you were a random guy that hit on me at a bar, but no, you know, she kind of makes it. This was set fun. up. This yeah. was like, yeah, this was a long time coming. Yeah, for sure. Um, first time we watched it. Well, interestingly for me, I watched this at the Rio, which I feel like we, for how much we mentioned the Rio on this show, we should get like some residuals because. <laughs> mm, they're a sports bar though so i don't know why oh yeah yeah it, you know i go there for the local sports nothing else yeah for sportsing um yeah it's a little inside joke for vancouver eights and i feel like everyone else will be like wait why would kurt watch a movie at a sports bar i just i find that funny but anyways good question <laughs> why would you um <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, they they screened the movie at the Rio, and they had the casting crew, and they were talking about the movie, and I thought it was great. And it, I, I remember liking the movie, but it was like a one and done and then 
I, I haven't really thought about it much since. And that was like back in like 2013 or something like that. So it's been a while. And then uh, we were talking about for the podcast, I had totally blanked on the title. But then watching it, I'm like, is this the one where the dude turns into a vampire? And then I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I've seen this movie. So mm-hmm. it's been a while. But uh, when was the first time you two watched this movie? Oh, I didn't see it. Maybe I did see it close to when it came out. I didn't see it in theaters. Um, I honestly don't remember what format I originally watched it in. Mm -hmm. It was one of those things where I was just, I think I had watched a lot of the good found footage movies and I had run out and I was just trying to find the next, because I am a found footage fan. I know that gets a lot of flack, but I am a found footage fan. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I was searching and then I came across this. And I think, especially because it's Canadian, I always have a soft spot for Canadian films too. Um, and I ended up watching it and just really enjoying it. And it, it kind of, it kind of blew me out of the water with how much more there was to it from just what I thought it was going to be. I, yeah, I think I, I saw it just after it came out on DVD. Okay. Um, and, um, I, you know, honestly, I'm just learning in the last hour or so that it's Canadian. So, um, that adds a new whole new level of enjoyment to it. Um, and even watching it again on Amazon, while well, I was like, it, it, it still it, it holds up in every way to me. Still, yeah. Uh, I I mean, some of the like I, I remember all the beats of it quite well. So it's not like it was it, it was re effective on me in in some of the shocks that happened in the movie, but it just lends itself to being such a good movie. Uh, and, and comparably with the last movie that I felt was very hard to recommend, Afflicted isn't as hard to recommend because it's more of an experience than an art installation, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I honestly am still really impressed by some of the the CGI that they use for mm-hmm. like how like when his skin is in the sun and you can see it like blistering and peeling and like, oh, that was gross but also really well done Mm -hmm. yeah yeah insanely well done film like Mm -hmm. like and like out of nowhere too like like uh derek lee and cliff prouse like even that's their names in the movie too like it's just it's so gorilla style but it's still it has such incredible polish to it Mm -hmm. yeah I'm actually kind of surprised because I saw that movie with the Q&A and all that. And I remember walking away thinking, like, these guys have a bright future. And I looked at yeah. it, but they did nothing. Really? Like, nothing. Yeah. How do you not further yourself on 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 that? I, I mean, yeah. we talked about Spectre Vision in the last episode. How do you not have an immediate first look deal with somebody like Spectrovision or A24 or something like that. Like, how the fuck is this? How the fuck are you still not, are you not doing anything right now? Were mm-hmm. they so soured by making this film, by by the experience of doing this? Did they sound jaded when you ta- when when they did the Q&A? Like, what's stopping them right now from making something, inc- another incredible film? Or, or, or is this all they had? This was their magnum opus and they're out. Yeah. It, it seems like they largely just quit. And I don't know if it was maybe that they had this one good idea. They did it and they just thought, that's it. There's nothing else we can or want to do. But it does seem a little weird. Like, if you look at their IMDb, they, there was a few other projects and then this and then nothing else. Yeah. So. This is a hell of a resume. If you th- show 
a studio exec or a horror exec or even somebody anybody at a studio you show them this and be like these guys want to make something original for you how would you not get the job Mm -hmm. yeah it's weird too because like i try to even like you know part of what i do when i uh, post these episodes on social media is tag the people who are in them i couldn't Mm -hmm. find these guys on social media at all like yeah it seems like they like just hard pieced out after they made this movie so it's um i'd love to talk to them honestly I would too. It, it seems like they don't want to talk to anyone though. <laughs> it's kind of weird, <laughs> right? Like, it, yeah, it seems like they largely are okay with just piecing out, which is fine. I respect that, you know, whatever the reasons may be, but it does seem a little odd considering how yeah popular this movie was. So, yeah. came in, did the thing, done. Yeah, good. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe, like maybe they just, were too worried too worried about following it up, maybe. Maybe I should just do that with a podcast. Just record like one episode and be like, that's it, I'm done. Never doing any more episodes of this podcast or something. It would be weird. But just do what for the first ep- every single podcast you do from now on is just one single first episode and that's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just one pilot, that's it. Um okay. Uh emails. One from John. It's one of the best found footage films ever made, in my opinion. Love the mm-hmm. effects. I think there's some yeah. that are probably better. Question mark. But I did like this one. I think it was good. I don't know if this I mean is like the top the, tier. This one definitely still has its rough edges to it. There, there are some scenes where that you can like the lines are not quite delivered as effectively, or you can tell maybe that they haven't. Uh, acted a ton before or something like that i'm not quite sure but there are there are some little rough edges like that but i think that just kind of comes along with having a film that's i don't think there was a huge budget for this film or anything right like it really does kind of seem like uh, a little bit of a passion project from the two leads who are uh, i think they're also friends right so Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. it's i don't know i i think there's still a lot of charm to it i would call it one of the best found footage films for sure mm-hmm. not necessarily the best ever but it is this is like one that i could rewatch. Yeah. no problem yeah, yeah the the best is always like such it feels like such hyperbole mm-hmm. um because i mean it's always so so subjective Mm-hmm. Um, and in in one one's own mind, like mm-hmm. The Shining is the greatest horror movie of all time. Well, I mean, is it? It's it just to some people, yeah, it is. You know, I mean, it's sacrilege to think it anything different. But then there's also that person out there is like The Exorcist is the greatest film horror film of all time, and all this other shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, uh, it, it clearly all... you're wrong because the answer is Monster <laughs> Squad, 100%. Yeah, see, <laughs> see, this is exactly illustrating my point. Um, but uh, I mean. I think Afflicted could could be you could say like Afflicted is the best found footage film that you haven't heard of, or mm. is the best found footage film about a body transformation, or you know what I mean like you could put it into different subcategories, and I would agree, I would partially agree with you, but yeah, uh, it's a broad term to say the best ever. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah. it's so interesting just with the horror genre in general. I feel like there's more that you can say about your experience with the movie than you can with other genres. Like if you watch a romance movie, unless it's like a, a, a really hard character driven drama, you're not necessarily always going to talk about your experience watching the movie. Whereas 
horror I find, especially because its purpose a lot of times is to scare you, I feel like there's a little more something there that kind of gives more nuance to people's opinions about horror, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like there, there's something a little more personal with the experience of watching a horror movie than there is with watching, in my opinion at least, maybe this is all just my opinion, but with watching a romance or some like generic action movie or right. Like there's, there's something a little bit more to it. I mean, I regularly talk about my experience watching. He's just not that into you on a regular oh, basis. That's a horror movie too, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get what you're saying though. It's like, yeah, it's certain genres. I think lead themselves more to being an experience rather than just a movie that you watch. So, yeah, and I, I feel like horror at least does that more often than other genres do. For sure. Um. Okay, Derek says, the two leads have been good friends for a long time. I think their chemistry translated well to the screen. Mm-hmm. I bought that they would have a fondness for each other even as everything was going to shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, you know, I, which it, makes the, the, the emotional weight in my favorite scene in the whole movie that much heavier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think part of the reason why this movie works so well is that they are friends and they are going through this together. And it, it, it kind of jumps into the sort of horror of it all rather quickly. But I think what works is they set up early on that there's some trepidations on uh, Derek, I think his name is, going to um, the, uh, the trip just because, you know, of his condition. It, so they set it up early on. It's not like it's it's sprung on you later on, but they plant the seeds and just kind of grow grow it over time. So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, best line in the movie. Hmm. What did I have? I liked when he, which was also ended up being a little bit of foreshadowing, but when they're first trying to pick up girls in the pub. And he's like, you can't talk about your travel vlog shit. You need to lead with, I have a brain aneurysm. And they they laugh about it at the time. But at the end, I think that's what actually ends up getting him turned into a vampire, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think, like, the, the dialogue that they have when Derek starts to display his powers... Mm-hmm. interesting yeah like I, I it's more so the scene when he punches the wall i thought was pretty well done yeah. there's a lot of good yeah. dialogue in that like i don't remember the exact quotes but like i just remember the dialogue in that scene being really well done um, yeah i think that was the scene where he talks about not wanting to spend any more time in hospitals which yeah. was yeah. kind of heartbreaking yeah yeah no, it's like you should be at the hospital and it's like there's nothing they can do yeah yeah yeah, I would go with that scene too. That, especially the wall punch, you know what I mean? Like, because it's the first, yeah, like Kurt said, first display of power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was one little one off funny line too when he's being like super shot at by the police as he's running away from them. Under his breath, I think he yells, Stop shooting me! Like, as he's running away. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Like, yeah. like he, knows, he knows that it's fruitless for them to shoot him, so now he's just finding it annoying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You probably still feel the pain, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's just, it's not slowing you down. It's not killing you. It's not stopping you. Mm-hmm. It's just no. pain. Um, okay. Uh, 
best performance. I mean, it's got to be Derek. Derek, right? Derek. Yeah. Yeah. I did um, have an honorable mention for Judy to the pig just because I felt like her death was unwarranted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, I I would say um, Audrey has some I- interesting qualities to her as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but but yeah, I mean Derek Lee is just uh, and all uh, the amount of makeup and everything that he goes through and the like. Yeah, I, I uh, it's it's fascinating. His mm-hmm. performance is really fascinating. Yeah, all of, they do the visuals of the vampire stuff really well in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, best kill. I didn't write anything Cliff. down. But Cliff, yeah. because of that scene, because Cliff leads right into the remorse and the the immediate guilt that he's killed his best friend, and then he tries to blow his head off, which is one of the most incredible scenes in this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm also gonna say to those two assholes that didn't know how to drive a car, that was a. <laughs> <laughs> That was just karma, though. Yeah. I mean, they practically crashed the car. Like, how could they be angry at their at their driving skills or lack thereof? Like, that, was, <laughs> that was a little yeah. weird. But I do um, agree that, like, the emotional moment of that. But see, part of me is like, is Cliff actually dead? Because, you know, he shows up at the end. There are spoilers. But mm-hmm. did you stay for the post credit scene? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. I I especially love that cuz I remember the first time I watched this movie, I just thought this was like a little extra clip at the end where we watch uh Derek maybe go crazy, you know, cuz he's trying not to whatever, and then you get the, right at the end you get the shot of Cliff's face and you're like, "Oh fuck." Yeah. And it's like you have no well, it's slightly hopeful almost because you're like, "Oh my god, maybe Maybe he and Derek can team up and they'll be like a vampire dream team, you know? But nah. he looks a little he looks a little rabid and it seems like they're ending it on a on a downer. Yeah. Got surprised that they ever made a sequel to this. Yeah, I, I, mean, I wish there was some social media way of getting a hold of Cliff Prowse and Derek Lee because like there's just so many unanswered things right now, especially mm-hmm. when it's like why, why? I don't understand the one and done feature film right now. It, like it does seem so. It bothers weird. me. It bothers me. It really does. <laughs> Steve can't sleep at night, guys. So if you're yeah. listening to this, <laughs> yeah, get in touch so Steve can finally get some sleep. Exactly. Um. Okay. Um. Best. Anyway, we did best film. Dumbest decision. Uh, in my notes, at first I put not going to the hospital, and then right underneath that I said going to the hospital and showing them your ID. Yeah. Probably not the best. Yeah, I would, I would, I would say that one. But I guess it's it might just be one of those things of they they tried to do things by the book at first, and then it immediately went wrong, and then as soon as that one thing goes wrong, at that point it's kind of just like, well, fuck it, like <laughs> we're already wanted, so you know, let's steal an ambulance. I'm going to say hooking up with a vampire is pretty fucking stupid. But again, he thought he was just lucky. Or was he like, I just wanted, I wanted to see where like her fangs come out and he's like, I haven't had some in a while. So like, <laughs> is it worth it? <laughs> well, and I, to be fair, 
based on their conversations they've had before they go to the club, it does not sound like maybe they spend a lot of time with women. So maybe he was just like, you know what? I got to take it. That's what I wanted. Like, I wanted to see where he's like, listen, okay, she's got fangs coming out, but like, maybe that's just a thing over here, you know? <laughs> that was exactly like a girl walks home alone at night where the scene he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll put my finger in her mouth again. Who cares if she's got fangs? Yeah. So that's just a thing over here in Europe, right? No. <laughs> I mean, part of me was just like, oh boy. But I mean, I get it, you know, like you know, probably thinking with the other brain, but I wanted to mm-hmm. see where like she maybe hints at being a, a vampire and then he's just like looks past it. That would have just been a great little insert shot. Like just a one off line about, oh, she said something weird to me, but I didn't even think anything of it. She really seemed to be drinking a lot of blood, but I don't know, maybe just people are into that here in Europe. <laughs> I don't and, think like, she fucked him up too. Oh yeah. 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 He got fucked up from that for sure. I mean, I guess she did think that he wouldn't be alive afterwards to to deal with it, but yeah, I guess, yeah. So, um, okay, uh, I think it's time to rate this. Would you guys give this a score of? I, this is a really good weekend. I mean, like, like to peel back the curtain, we record two two episodes on on a day and I, this is just like a really solid weekend because i think i'm gonna go like a nine uh because and, and i i felt like i appreciated stuff about this more because i think the first time i went through it i gave it like an eight okay but it, it improved to me like there i just I, I think that there's so much more to this and there's so much more that's scary to this and and I mean, I, I think they start with something interesting because they go, they do go so deeply into his condition in the beginning of the yeah. movie and the the fact that he is terminal. And I think it's really, it's very relatable in a lot of ways. Um, that fear, and then the fear gets reversed as the movie continues. And I think that's just such a fascinating notion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I feel like I'm also, I'm teetering between a 9 and a 10, but I think I'm going to stick with a 9. I think I'm giving it, I want to give it higher because this easily uh, could have also been posted online as someone's fake internet blog, you know? I've seen a lot of uh, web series that start like that and it's very reminiscent to me and I I do enjoy that uh, online when when something starts off looking innocent and then you're realizing at some point that it gets a little more sinister. And this kind of also does remind me of that because the first part of the movie is just their, almost like their travel blog. Like you are kind of just watching along with them as they make it. Um, I I do really enjoy that they kind of set it up like that because it it has all of the travel blog cliches. Right. Um, Yeah. And and it just, I don't know. I feel like I could gush about this movie for a while. Like just the, the visuals, all of the effects that they do. The, the way that the characters act when they find things out or or it, it seems more realistic to me and and less Hollywood I guess which I really appreciate about this it, it doesn't hit the beats that you think it's gonna hit all the time right. um, and kind of leaves you sitting going oh fuck that did just happen okay yeah uh, I want to give this a seven I did think it was good 
I think it's also it's fighting a bit of an uphill battle because I'm not the biggest found footage fan, as many of you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did largely enjoy this. I think, I think maybe I would have, I would have sort of maybe fleshed it out a little bit more and maybe have Cliff around a little bit longer. But I, I still largely enjoy this, and I would still obviously recommend it. But maybe also, I mean. Technically, Cliff is around a little bit longer. This is true. He just pieces off <laughs> a little bit. He's like, I'm going to take my take my break, guys. Come back in a bit. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, well, yeah. The uh, next couple episodes I'm very excited about. We're doing both. Uh, the Devil's Candy and Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Because, yeah, Steve talked about this. We record two episodes back to back. So... You know, maybe you have to wait a little longer to hear the next episode. But for us, it's like largely simultaneous. So, um, yeah, Steve, where can people find you on the Internet? Yeah, I am on uh, Twitter and Instagram at the Steve Dead. I'm also on Letterboxd. You can search my name, uh, Steve Stebbing. Uh, follow me there because I generally keep things updated there. Uh, I'm also on the shift with Shane Hewitt across Canada uh, Thursdays at 11 p.m. Pacific. And I'm on uh, Drex on Jack in Vancouver local on Jack FM, uh, 6.20, 6.30 on Thursday mornings. And that's a lot of fun. I Drex is one of my best friends, so he lets me kind of go hog wild and stuff. Even though we were very mean to, or they were very mean to Catherine Heigl because I was talking about Firefly Lane. And they were really mean to her, so I, I'm sorry, Catherine Heigl. I don't think you deserve all of that hate. But <laughs> I mean, she whatever. is an awful human being, from what I've heard. So, <laughs> I, or maybe that's a rumor that made about her by Shonda Rhimes, because we we do know that there's been so much bullshit to do with uh, to do with um, Grey's Anatomy, and I kind of think that maybe uh, Shonda Rhimes is. Probably not the the awesome showrunner uh, mega producer that we think she is. Yeah. Ooh, some tea. There. Yeah. Maybe. Well, maybe there just seems to be a lot of issues and a lot of like people all of a sudden are like, I don't like what I'm doing. Like, like think of all the people that have left that show mm. under under big bad circumstances. I mean, Canadian Sandra O oh being one of them, who I think is a classy as fuck actor, mm-hmm. who would definitely have some good reasoning, being like you're shafting my character like why the hell would i stay around yeah for sure cool um yeah and um taylor where can people find you on the internet uh mostly just on social media my username is circianic or uh if i ever do anything else i post about it on my blog which is circianic.home.blog yeah, I'm over at threegrenards.com or Fatal Koala on Letterboxd, Film Critic Kurt on Twitter. I was actually looking to see because I see that um, they're adding star content at Disney Plus, and I was wanting to see if Texas Chainsaw Massacre was somehow going to get added to Disney Plus. Ends up it's not, but I'm just very, I'm very disappointed by that. Wouldn't it be amazing if Disney started making horror for some reason? Maybe it wouldn't be amazing. Maybe it would be terrible, but I am so curious. It would I'm be on like, board. It would be like earnest, scared, stupid kind of content, which I would probably watch nonetheless. 
Maybe we should do some earnest movies one day. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that'd be a good. That would be a good April Fool's prank. Just be like, just like that <laughs> scariest movie, Ernest Scared Stupid. But anyways, all right. Until next time, everybody. Bye for now. <laughs>